This is Biz. I'm a part-time working mom with a big kid and a little kid. And I'm Teresa. I have a family business, two young kids, and a baby. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, shut up, mama. Plus, Biz is changing her attitude. There's a baby on Teresa's flight, and we talk to Heather McLean about Tourette's. Woo! Speaking of woo. Yeah. We had our very first live show in San Francisco. Yeah, we did. And I just we want to give a shout out to everyone who came. There was such a woo. I am surprised that uh, one bed parents all over the, the world did not feel like a... <gasps> Like a like a yeah. jump when maybe the you wooing guys did. maybe you did when the wooing started we're gonna uh, hopefully be able to release that show later this summer but I just thank you guys so much it was so nice to see so many faces and match them with names of people we see in the community and just feel that energy it really you know we just sit here in a booth by ourselves yeah so it, it's suddenly weird to see people <laughs> yeah it was really really thrilling like yeah, it was it was just lovely to meet people in real life it really was so thank you guys so much yeah thanks guys Teresa yes how are you I'm okay I am still recovering from yeah. our trip to San Francisco yeah um, me too. yeah I flew up there with Curtis my um almost three month old baby oh my gosh it was it was really fun it was just really tiring yeah um, and he did really well with the travel, you know, I, it was, it was work. It was yeah. a lot of work, but I didn't have, um, any like major disasters or meltdowns or anything right. like that. I did like on the second day. So I flew, I flew up there in the morning on Saturday wow. and we spent the day getting ready for the show yep. and, um, doing the show. And then, you know, I got back to my sister's house where I was staying around midnight and crashed, went to sleep. The next morning, I had like a few hours before I had to go back to the airport <laughs> with the baby right. and fly back home. And I was so tired. Yeah. I was so deeply tired. I don't think I've been that tired since like the day after I gave birth. Right. I was, it was funny because it didn't occur to me until like way later once I had already made it back to LA the like mantra of like momming up for yeah, stuff like yeah. which, and I was like huh that's funny I should have thought about momming up earlier today it might have really helped me yeah. because what I did instead <laughs> was like I think I was just um I almost just did it all on autopilot like yeah. I couldn't I couldn't muster any strength or like, I just got to get some coffee and yeah. like do it and get going. I was just, <laughs> I was like moving through water. Right. Like just, I have, I have to get there. Somehow yeah. I will get there. Somehow I will get on this plane and somehow I will get home. Right. And I will say when I was getting off the plane, um, at the, at the Burbank airport, which is where I fly in, um, to LA, I had been like, thinking on the plane, like strategizing how I was going to put my stroller and infant seat back together yeah. while holding the baby. And I was, it's kind of complicated because there's like fo folding pieces yeah. that require two hands. Yeah. And the wrap that I had with me wasn't really working. Like it still sort of requires one hand yeah. to hold them in. It's not like my hands are totally like two hands Because you're like bending over and stuff. Over. Yeah. yeah. And I was, I knew I would 
be able to do it. But I was like, I have to do, I have to set him in the car seat. I have to find the car seat, set him in that first, like buckle him in. I'm like, if, if the car seat is in a certain position, I might need two hands to do that. I I was like trying, I was figuring this all out and I kind of thought I had it. And when I got off the plane, somebody had put it together for me. Oh my gosh. And I'm not going to lie. My eyes filled with tears. Instantly. Oh my God. I, I guess whoever was doing like the gate check, yeah. like bringing the gate check stuff back up, they just, oh, they had unfolded my stroller for me. Wow. Clicked my car seat into place. Wow. And like had, every, I mean, it was like ready to go. Yeah. And I like looked around for somebody to like For the hug. magical elf that yeah. like did this. Nobody was there, but wow. it was ready to go. And I was that tired that just seeing that sitting there. Oh yeah. Tears. Yeah. Like, lots of tears. Lots of tears. And that was just really nice. Oh, that's so yeah. nice. Yes, it was. <laughs> I know. So nice. I know. Ooh. How are you, Biz? I'm all right. I'm tired. I'm a little tired yeah. too. But- when I got off the plane, I had a slow start too, <laughs> trying to get to the airport. Uh-huh. A- and get and then the flight was delayed and we had all this kind of crazy stuff, which was a little annoying. But uh, when I got off the plane, I also flew into Burbank for this. And for the first time ever, Stefan and the kids came to meet me. Oh, that's cute. And it was really nice with Aww. both children running at me screaming, Mama! Oh, that's so it was sweet. really nice. And whenever I travel by myself, I always I always enjoy it for a little bit. And then I also, what I, I become keenly aware of other parents and their mm. kids. Oh, yeah. And it always sort of makes me rethink whatever I'm doing. You know, like when I see mm. somebody struggling or like yelling at their kid, I never judge about why they're yelling. I just think to myself, I sound like that. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't want to sound like, mm. I'm not saying like I don't want to sound like that because I sound like it all the time. And I feel like I've been like in a rut of just short-tempered or yelling or just being kind of ugly. You know, speaking mm. in a tone that if I'd spoken that way to Stefan, he would have turned around and looked at me like, what are you doing talking to me like that? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I feel like I can get into a habit of just using a tired, sharp, quick tone with the kids, and I don't like it. And so when I hear it out in the world, I'm like, oh, I don't want to do that. And I know I'm doing it because I'm tired, or I know I'm doing it because it's the 20th time I've said something or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Stefan is headed out for two weeks uh, to London, and I just was like seeing my kids and... Uh, having been without them and, and hearing other people struggling and, and with their kids, I really was like, I this is on me. I've got to adjust my attitude. Hmm. I need to do, these are my, you had that moment when they're not with you, kind yeah. of making you. It helps sometimes. It helps to sometimes yeah. just be like, oh my God, they're like seven and three. Yeah. They're really they're, good kids. Yeah. They're really sweet. They really need a lot. Yeah. And I need to, mo- I had to mom up that. I need to yeah. mom up and give it to them. And I need to, instead of letting it currently be stuff with the kids that I let go, mm-hmm. I, I may just need to adjust some other things that are going on in my mm. life. So, uh, and I need a good attitude to get through two weeks, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, without, yes. uh, without Stefan. So, good job. Yeah. So I'm just, you know, I like day one went well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So far. That's great. Yeah. So I'm just like really. And it's not to, like, you know, beat myself up about the past or, yeah. like, do some one of those, like, hi, I'm starting to blog about how perfect a parent I am. Yeah. It's just like, okay, no, 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 no. This really is on me. It's not mm-hmm. on the kids. Mm-hmm. And I need to be I need to be a little better right That's now. That's awesome. Uh, so I'm hoping that will also just adjust my attitude in general. 
right? Yeah. I'm just trying to let myself I think so. down the well. Yeah, if you get in the mindset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm doing right now. That's what I'm trying to do. As long as they stay in line and right. bring their A game. <laughs> Uh, then we're doing good, which I think ties in nicely so to today's funny. conversation, which is when uh, sometimes it's not quite their A game and they just want mama to shut up. <laughs> Please take a moment to remember if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting. Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa. Yes. Have your children ever indicated to you that they'd like you to stop talking? (laughs) 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 And I want to say, and maybe this is not the case. Maybe this, maybe this, I I was thinking I was setting a parameter for Mm -hmm. this particular discussion. And maybe I'm going to do it and you're going to be like, no, no, that doesn't. I want to talk about something else. But my general thought is not so much the stop talking mama in the sense of Biz just went on a huge tirade about politics and feminism with her seven-year-old and Katie Bell just wants me to be quiet. This Mm -hmm. is more like uh, if I'm talking to another adult Mm -hmm. or I may be talking to – basically, I am talking to anybody in the world Mm -hmm. that is not them. Uh, this is displeasing to them. Yeah. So, okay, so that's my kind of my parameter. We're not saying we have to stay in that parameter. But so with that said, do your kids ever want you to stop talking? Definitely, yes. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I think they're... They're really different in yeah. like, the things that this brings to mind is really different with each kid. Right. So right. if we were to start by talking about our, our three year olds, yeah. say um, Oscar is my three and a half year old. And he um, he he has a couple ways of <laughs> letting you know of letting me know that he's done. <laughs> like, I think one thing he does is like, if we're out in the world and we're talking to parents, he will just go, he will leave. Just me. leave him. So that ruins it for me. Cause I can't, I can't just let him Right, go. you have to watch. I have to say, like, oh, okay, I get, we'll finish later, and I have to follow him, which is uh, very smart. Uh, it's part. really smart, but that is a total jerk move. That's great. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, that's great. I just hadn't even thought about yeah. that one, where it's like, oh, are you enjoying talking? Yeah. I'm going to go wander into traffic. Exactly. Fuck you. Yeah. Like, that's amazing. Exactly. So he'll do that. <laughs> if we're in our house, and I'm, like, talking to Jesse or Grace or yeah. the babysitter or something like that, he will... Um, he he doesn't try to cover my mouth or try to like tell me to stop talking, but he puts his body on my body. Like he like puts starts putting stuff down my shirt and starts like climbing on like leaning on me in this really uncomfortable way, like shoving stuff down my pants, like just doing weird stuff to me. Where's Coco? Where's and like Coco? yeah, like yeah. grabbing my cheeks. Yeah, like he'll touch my cheeks. Yeah. and like put his finger in my ear. Right, and like just. Wow. Yeah. Dad, that makes me feel better. Because uh, Ellis, my three and a half year old, uh, definitely, and this has been going on like forever. This is not just the first thing I'm going to describe is definitely for the last year and a half, maybe uh-huh. even, I mean, this may have started around two, mm-hmm. uh, if not possibly earlier. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I hold Ellis fucking everywhere because I right. have no time to wait for him. Yes. <laughs> 
Yes. I'm a holder. I'll hold him until he's like 28. Yeah. Come on, it's time to get to college. Yeah. You're going to be late for class. Let me yeah. carry you. Yeah. <laughs> or do you want to walk? Can you walk? <laughs> do you want to walk? Fuck it. I'm going to pick you up. So uh, let's say I'm talking to somebody at the grocery store mm-hmm. briefly, mm-hmm. as brief as I would like. I have my own bags. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like not a long conversation at all. Uh, he will take his hands and he will pull my face and just start bringing it to his mouth. And he will start putting his mouth on my mouth. Like he'll just like literally <laughs> he'll, like put his face and his mouth just like up on my lips, on my mouth while I'm talking. And I'm like, the first time he did it, I was like, what are you That's doing? So I'm like, funny. Ellis, no, 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 no. And then it's just like right back. I mean, yeah. and it's determined. Yeah. And it's very, very uh, invasive. Yes. Yeah. And then there's other time, now that he's older and he can speak, He'll take my face. He'll, like, put his hands, like, up on my mouth. But, again, his instinct is to go with his mouth on my – as if somehow his mouth will stop my mouth from mm-hmm. talking because mouths yep. talk. So yep. I'm going to put my mouth on your mouth. And he'll be like, Mama, stop talking. Stop. Stop. No more talking. No more talking. <laughs> Does he say that? Yeah. No more talking. <laughs> no more talking. No more talking. Uh, he also <laughs> – uh, so there's that, the hands on the mouth, the face, yeah. the pulling, my, turning Oscar my face. Oscar for a while was doing that thing where he would take my face yeah. and face him. Yeah, face like, it, just, turn it. Just to look at him. Yeah. Like, he'd be like, because he didn't want whatever I was doing. Do it. it wasn't about him. Well, right. He wants to bring me back to <laughs> yeah. focus on him. And maybe it's just the second kid, but I'm kind of like, I'm going to keep talking. Yeah. And, like, I don't care how yeah. weird this must look to whoever I'm talking to. Oh, sure. Right? Yeah. The newest thing that he has started doing uh, just in the last couple of days because I'm not, let's say, we were at the library yesterday, and I'm standing there, and I've got both both kids, and I'm not carrying Ellis, mm-hmm. uh, and he's gone, by the way. He's like, it's 4, 4.30, no mm-hmm. nap. He's fucking yeah, tired. He's done. Anyway, all I'm trying to do is pay a library late fee, mm-hmm. and I'm standing there talking to the woman, and he starts this thing where he, like, puts his arm around my waist and then proceeds to, as if I am mm-hmm. a tree. Yeah, you're a maple. Circle. I'm a maple. Yeah. He just keeps going, and I yeah. realize he's totally doing this to, like distract me yep he's not saying anything to me he's just being really physical just round yeah. and round yep. and round and round and i was like well that's i can ignore that mm-hmm. that's much better than yeah, putting your mouth easier. on my mouth anything below the waist yeah, I think like, is that's easier. Fine. yeah. <laughs> i could technically there's a counter they don't see what's happening nope yeah so there's definitely did did grace do the same thing i don't remember katie bell doing no. that physical or because i feel like she always she was there was so much time where she was just her mm-hmm. uh, and she always kind of hung out with our adult friends so yeah. she always just sort of spoke yeah. to adults yeah. and like was part of the conversation That's a little totally bit totally similar yeah. to like, our situation I feel like that was the same with Grace like yeah. she might interrupt and say I'm bored now can yeah. we go yeah. or or change the subject and but like, there was no participate physical need she wasn't to show like, you that <laughs> Yeah. It's like the first one is like all like intellectual like uh, ways to deal with the problem. The second one's like I'm bringing Brute a hammer, force, yeah. bam, 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 yeah, right, yeah. So I guess you know I got to tell you, I have to openly admit, part of me was like conversation done. I just want to share how annoying that is. It's it is totally annoying, but I I don't think conversation done. I don't think I, it I, is either. There's this other thing yeah. about the like if we if we want to get into the I older think we kids, should. yeah, okay. Well, I, because I think. I think the thing that this goes to naturally yeah. is interrupting. Yeah. And I feel like that's it, what they're doing. Yeah, they're that's, interrupting you. Yeah. In in the most yeah. fantastical show, yeah. most Broadway style possible. Yeah. 
in some Cirque du Soleil. But I, I, I feel like interrupting is one of those things that I definitely had some opinions on before mm-hmm. I had kids mm-hmm. about how easy that was going to be to teach children and how quickly that would be. Like, that was a, and not just that, but just that I also realized after kids that I had no concept of like when some of these lessons can be learned mm-hmm. and start. Does that make sense? Like, mm-hmm. you know, it, sure, I'd love my two year old, my three year old, my four year old to not interrupt, mm-hmm. but I'm just not sure they have developed mentally and have had enough experiences to fully understand that A, the, the social norms that we all have about that mm-hmm. or just even that kind of self-control yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they need to be heard. They still need your attention. They still need, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So with Katie Bell being almost eight now, she's on the, we got three months to go till eight. Uh, I really see her for the first time fully being able to understand when I say, oh, you're interrupting or mm-hmm. I'm wait for me to be done speaking with Mm-hmm. who I'm talking to, mm-hmm. right? And I've seen teachers do different tricks with the interrupting. Like if you want to come up and interrupt uh, or you have something to say, you you would put your hand, yeah. the hand on the shoulder. Yeah, and then when I am ready, I will I will turn to you and yeah. talk to you. Yeah. But, and we've always talked, I mean, we've clearly been talking about interrupting all of her life, right? right? Uh, and manners. But I swear it's only now that I see it being something she's capable of controlling and participating in more. So uh, I just wanted to throw that out there in the like, oh, I didn't realize this was such a long game. It would game. take so long. Yeah. yeah, I didn't realize it was such a long game. That makes a ton of sense. Right? Because yeah. I remember being a kid and standing quietly next to my parents waiting, when they yeah. talked. But I was probably eight. You know, I was probably seven yeah. or eight. I probably yeah. wasn't five or four, right? Like, yeah. I mean, the problem we're having right now with Grace, who's um, five and a half, she'll be six in a few months. Um, she, so I, I think I thought the same thing as you, and we definitely in our house, if like one of the kids is interrupting us, we'll say, "Excuse me, you're interrupting. Right. Hold on a second. Let us finish what we're saying, right. then you can speak." And they get that. But then what's happened is that Grace now is calling out other people on it oh. in a really rude way. <laughs> like, she'll just be like, you're interrupting me! Like right, that. So, yeah. like, to us, she'll do it to other, other people, people outside the family. And I'm horrified because it's so incredibly rude. And I but realize, they like... interrupting? Well, here's the thing. <laughs> like, a lot of times it's hard for little kids yeah. to tell. And I think in social culture, like, we... We do kind of interrupt each other a fair amount. Yes. We do it, and most people, like, do it in a way (laughs) that is, like, socially accepted. Like, we're sort of taking turns in the conversation a little bit. Right. And, like, I know that if somebody kind of, like, interrupts me a little bit, I just let them talk because that's the polite thing to do, actually. (laughs) I don't go, like, oh, you're interrupting me. Like, there's there's very rare circumstances where where I'll be like, can you just let me finish? Yeah. Like, that's happened a few Even times. on the show. It's happened yeah. on the show. But like that, so what happened the other day was like, Grace was doing this, you're interrupting me thing. And Jesse and I looked at each other and we were like, oops, because we totally taught her to do that. Yeah. And so now I'm having this feeling where I'm like, okay, she understands the concept of interrupting and that it's a rule that you're not supposed to interrupt. Now what I need to teach her is like, 
is actually a little bit more about like demonstrating just politeness in general mm. and the way that we talk to other people. It's like it's a little bit like the correcting thing because she's in that right. age where she'd be like, no, you're wrong. It's this. And I'll be like, was that really necessary? Like I realize like uh, she's often right. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, you're right. But, you know, correcting people doesn't always make people feel very good. And yeah. so sometimes it's just not it's not worth it. Like sometimes you need to, yeah. but sometimes it's not worth it. And so like yeah. there's so many there's it's so many this, nuances and, to it. But that's why it's nice to hear you saying she's about to be eight and yeah. we're just now starting to get the hang of this. Well, because I, I feel I think, like yeah. that. Let me interrupt you. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> but I want to talk about that thing that you said where you're talking about the space in conversations where people jump in. Because one yeah. of the ways we tried to, like, help Katie Bell with interrupting was to say, you have to wait for the conversation to be done. Well, how yeah. do I know when it's done? Well, there'll be, like, a, a, a lull, pause. a pause. Yeah. And if we're eating or if, I mean, sometimes there are just general pauses yeah, that yeah. are not the end of the conversation. Yeah. And she'll be like, okay, it's school today. Oh! And, now, and we're like, oh, that wasn't oh! it. Breaking it's my so, heart. No, it's, it's so good. It's so hard. She's trying to yeah. find it, but so there's that one where again there are. It's not just don't interrupt. There's oh, all these layers to it yeah. because you do have to understand conversation patterns and you know wait. I obviously struggle with waiting to save my ideas, you know. And sure, yeah. But and I think some of that comes from like, are there more than one kid in your family? What's your mm-hmm. dynamic like? Yeah. You know, were you? the kid who had to try and cram everything in before somebody else came along and started talking. You know, there's like all these different factors. But you also mentioned the way she was saying, you're interrupting. Mm -hmm. And it makes me think about what I said at the beginning of the show where I use a tone with my kids that I don't use with other adults or strangers or even the fucking cats. And then I'm surprised I'm surprised when When they they repeat it. When they repeat the tone and, and that sort of thing, which is, again... It's just so much you have to remember. I know. It's really difficult. But, yeah, the we also are struggling a lot with interrupting, the kids interrupting each other now. Oh, yeah. Now that everybody's oh, totally. talking. Yes. <laughs> and really involved in their own conversations. And so I've got eight-year-old, oh, almost eight-year-old. I got seven-year-old Katie Bell who's trying to have these normal, reasonable conversations. Yeah. And I, I have Ellis now who just wants to wants it to be him. Yeah. All right, guys. I, everybody tell me about your best part of the day. Katie Bell, we'll start with you. What was your best part of the day? Mine was playing in the sandbox. No, Ellis, wait. Katie Bell sharing her best part of the day, and you can share yours when she's done. Yeah. I don't want to wait till she's done. Right. Well, I, I okay, but <laughs> but she's going to talk first, and then we're going to listen to you. Mm-hmm. No talking, Katie Bell! I am talking! I am the one who is talking! I am talking! I am having... And then you're like, he's no longer even talking about what he wants to talk about. Yeah. He's legitimately just making noise so that no one else can talk. Yeah. And that's a hard one because you're like, well, good tactic. I see what you're mm-hmm. doing. But if you want us to... Because he's really not old enough to really grasp what we're talking about in terms of waiting. Mm-hmm. Because conversations work like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
That's funny because Oscar does the exact same. No, thing. no, I mean <laughs> I for know, real. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. I mean, it's not every time. Like sometimes he's he's not doing that, but like there's been so many times where he's just like blah blah yeah. blah, blah, and he's he's <laughs> just he's just causing he's just <laughs> causing problems yeah. for Grace and I trying to have a conversation. That's right. But what's funny is like Grace just makes it so much worse. Yeah. She'll just scream at the top of her lungs, oh. talk to get the words out. Yeah. Like, she'll just be, like as soon as Oscar tries to start to join the conversation she'll just increase her volume yeah like i'm not even gonna demonstrate because i, I know wanna, i don't want you guys to hate me um <laughs> but i know what you mean like i'm gonna talk louder i'm gonna just you. talk louder yeah. but it's so it's loud piercing, and yeah. then it's like oh my god i just yeah meh. and then the other thing that happens <laughs> is that lots of times they'll just both be 100 percent fully engaged in telling me something that is multiple sentences yeah. long that is Totally about two separate things. Yes. And they're doing it at the exact same time. <laughs> and when that happens, it's so fucking funny yeah. that even if I'm like in a shitty mood or it's loud and annoying, I just smile. And I'm driving. <laughs> Usually it's in the car. The car I'm right. driving along. I just smile and I go, you guys are both talking at the same time. I have no idea what anybody's saying. <laughs> yeah, and then right. I just keep driving. I just, I just, and I leave it at that. I don't, I don't like yeah. try to be like, all right. Here's what we'll do. I just right. go, and I'm in the clear now because I'm, I can't do anything with I've this. absolved myself yeah. Yeah. Of, of having to listen to this. Well, yeah. and the problem for us is that Katie Bell's old enough to understand what's happening. So she's like, Ellis, you have to wait yeah. for me to be finished. Yeah. And she is, guys, she is so nice to that kid. Aww. She is nicer than she has to be. Mm. She very rarely loses her patience mm. with Ellis. And so... It makes it even more important to me that I yeah. make sure that she's getting the time to, like, talk out what she wants to say sure, and not yeah. be interrupted. Yeah. And, you know, I also want uh, both of them to have mutual respect for listening to others and mm -hmm. listening to themselves. And, you know, which is, again, long game right. for that. Yeah. Uh, but because I think especially in families themselves, it's easy to get into rhythms of the whole family talking and who's talking. Oh, and yeah, totally. Because, like, Stefan and I, we're really working on right now— if one of us is answering more of a reprimand sort of situation, if we are mm. trying to mm -hmm. dole out some guidance or this is why you can't do this mm -hmm. or whatever, only one of us needs to do it. Yes. We both don't have to no. add our experiences mm -hmm. or why or whatever. I guarantee you, you'll have another time to yeah. have this exact yep. same conversation. And so that's becoming like an interrupting thing where let's say I'm – all right, you don't throw the milk at the table because blah, 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 mm -hmm. whatever I'm saying. And then Stephen will be, we'll come in with a valid mm -hmm. but different point. Mm -hmm. And I will be like, I mean, we've just yeah. now, I've now I've just like started with this like hand is, signals. Take a break. Take a break. This is your break. You yeah. can have the next one. <laughs> <laughs> but again, how much do we set up an example of interrupting mm. each other in the house? How are we, yeah. you know, reflecting our behavior? Heaven forbid, they're all sponges. Right. Damn them for being sponges. Right. Yeah. So, I, you know, there's no, I think it gets frustrating, especially at the end of the day with the Ellis's needing to be just to interrupt, to, to, to distract from anybody mm -hmm. that's not just focusing on him. Mm -hmm. And we have a house we're pretty focused on both kids. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? I feel like we do a real good job. 
Ellis does really well if he's doing like one of his scenario. Like he comes up with these scenarios like, mm-hmm. oh, now that we picked up Katie Bell, I'm supposed to ask her. Like Ellis is supposed to ask Katie Bell, how was your day, Katie Bell? Oh, that's really nice. Yeah. yeah and give then, him a job to do. Yeah, yeah. And then Katie Bell, he came up with this job himself. That's and great. then Katie Bell's supposed to ask him. But if either of us forget this. And I asked Katie Bell, how was your day? I ask him what, you know, oh, but yeah. he can listen within those confines. Nice, because he's in charge of it. Because he's in charge I of like it. I like that. He yeah. thought of it. It he was thought his of idea. It, his idea. This yeah. is how we talk. And then, yeah. you know, and maybe that's the solution. Maybe I should somehow figure out how to make him more in charge of. Yeah. Okay. I seriously think, like, the further into three I get, yeah. the more I feel like this is just all about them wanting everything to be their own idea. Right. Everything yeah. has to be something they thought of. Right. Like, Oscar took a nap the other day because he came up with the idea himself. He came up with the idea. And we were like, okay. And he went and took a nap. Uh, So now I just have to figure out. what that magic question. It happened one time. I know. It's it's okay. It's okay. That one time. That one time is valid for a month in my opinion. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I do think that you were onto something as far as, like, modeling what's appropriate. Because, like, part of me with the don't interrupt thing, I'm like, well, I don't want to just stop calling my kids out on it every time because I don't want then they're just going to be talking over us all the time but I think like I like you say I can watch my attitude with the way I say it (laughs) but like I can I can work on that it's not gonna be perfect every time I can work on it but the other thing is I gotta figure that long game yeah they're watching Jesse and I and how we talk to each other right and we don't really inter like neither of us is like a shitty (laughs) like I'm just gonna talk even though you're (laughs) talking Like, I'm sure they must be, I've got to believe, they, they're they soaking up some of the, like, right. respectful ways that we talk to each other around the house, you know? Yes, one would hope. Yeah. But I do think also, just to add to that, one of the things I do whenever I'm trying to do, like, a change in how I'm dealing with the kids or, or there's a behavior thing that I don't like that mm-hmm. the kids are doing, I do try and come up with whatever the new mantra is supposed to be. Mm. It's like my version of the Daniel Tiger song. So, you know, so right now with the interrupting, it's how do I say don't interrupt without making it five sentences long and also it not being don't interrupt. Yeah. Right? Like it's got to be your sister's still talking. Let's yeah. wait. Yeah. Your brother is talking. Let's yeah. wait. We will listen to you when yeah. it is your turn. Yeah. Because the easy thing to do, especially with like second kids or third kids or whatever, is to be like, Katie, well, can you just wait? Let's just, just, oh, to I know. make life easier. Oh, yeah. And to make less yelling happen. Yeah. Uh, let's just let your brother go. Yeah. But I think that, that but I that's, do that that's both a, ways I do with too. my kids. Like yeah. there's always times where what I try to like do it evenly, but so there are times where I'm like, you know what? I know, I know this is not yeah. ideal, but can you just wait? This yeah. person is freaking out. Yeah. This person, if yeah. you want to freak out, like, I, but I try to not let that happen with the interrupting thing Yeah, yeah. versus yeah. say a bath toy sure. or like sure. who gets in the tub first. Sure. Yeah. That one I'm a little more like loose on. But yeah, there's just all those things you want to try and balance out yeah. so that you have children who are reasonable, respectful yep. in the world. Yep. Oh, that turns out that's a lot of work. Nobody's going to want to be friends with you <laughs> if you keep interrupting. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's the better idea. What are the horrible, scarring ways to try and teach you? Every time you interrupt, somebody dies. <laughs> Thank you.
One Bad Mother is supported in part by Movement Watches. Movement Watches start at just $95, but at a department store, you're looking at $400 to $500 for something like this. You guys, these are really beautiful watches. My sister has one, and I saw her over the weekend, and she was telling me how she she's a kindergarten teacher, so she doesn't like really get dressed up for school every day, per se, but she told me how she likes to wear hers to her parent-teacher conferences because it makes her feel really professional. Get 15% off today with free shipping and free returns by going to movementwatches.com slash mother. That's movement, M-V-M-T, watches.com slash mother. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time, Teresa. Genius me. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. So, yesterday, I was driving in the car with my two big kids, and um, (laughs) Oscar asked for his water bottle, which was behind, like, they're behind me. I couldn't, I couldn't reach it, and... So he's like freaking out, asking me for the water bottle. Mommy, I need my water. Grace reaches over and gets it and hands it to him. And he's like rude to her about it, but he takes it. And I'm like, thank you, Grace. And then Grace says to Oscar, um, Oscar, it's kind of rude how you ask mommy for things because there's lots of other people around who want to help you. Whoa. Yeah. I nearly crashed my car. Oh, my god! I was like... You, but, uh, yeah, tears. Just I, something. I I don't even know what says. I was I was dead. I was dead yeah. in that moment. It yeah. Was, I mean, it was like a little bit like snotty the way she said Who cares? it. But the words, the, the words, word and the intent. And I mean, it was just like I was. I just I couldn't believe it. It was amazing. It should make you feel amazing. Thank you. Okay, my genius was. As I have mentioned, there have been a lot of end-of-the-year reports happening in second grade. Mm. We had the biography. Uh, we also had a dinosaur report. Mm. And I was really on top of this with Katie Bell. But for extra credit, you could make a boxosaurus where you make a box version of your dinosaur. And this is a big deal because this week is... Uh, a night where you go to the school and you get to look at all your kids' stuff they did. And then you get to scope out the next year's classes. And everybody remembers going into the second grade classrooms and seeing these dinosaurs. And I made Stefan president of it. I yes. didn't want to make We had, like, all this travel. We had the show. Yeah. All this stuff was happening. I was like, yeah. I don't want to wake up and realize I got to build a box dinosaur with Katie Bell. Yeah, no. And they did it. And they made it. The right size to fit in my car. I was like, I don't want a six foot tall dinosaur. I can't. I can't have this because right. it'll be me trying to get it to the school. They made a reasonable Ellis sized dinosaur, dinosaur that I cannot pronounce, and it even had gastro lifts inside, which means they threw some rocks in the box to help it digest its food. And cool. it looks there's eyelashes on it, so you know it's a lady dinosaur. Love it. <laughs> I love it. Amazing. Thank you. Good job. Thank you. Hi, this is Teresa. I'm calling with a genius. 
I don't have many of them, but here here it goes. Um, I got rid of all the books I didn't like. <laughs> okay, let's say I hated them. I hated almost all of them. I got rid of the ones I didn't like reading. I got one of the rid of the ones I didn't like the messages. I got rid of the Disney princesses <laughs> and the, the stupid, crappy dollar books that we got wherever, the ones that my husband pilfered on the sidewalk in Brooklyn because everything free is something you should have in your house, clearly. <laughs> And even more than that, I put up a bookshelf, two bookshelves. They're like picture ledges. There's only eight books out. There's eight. That's it. And the rest of them, she doesn't know where they are, so she can't throw them all over the floor. I'm a genius, and you guys are doing a great job. Bye. Bravo. So good. It's like you created your own little library. These are the books that are available for you to look at this week, and then you can rotate them out as needed. Really good job. Really this is good also job. good because she mentioned right there at the end the book throwing. Mm-hmm. If you have a book thrower, mm-hmm. like this is this is a genius, mm-hmm. right? Like that is a genius. Yeah. Good job. Really good job. Failures. Fail, 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 fail. You suck. Fail me, Teresa. Okay. So we had a diaper bag from before. And so I didn't buy a new diaper bag for Curtis because we already had Because you don't love him as much. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and, like, I had gotten a new one for Oscar just because I was like, I just want everything to be fresh. And it's yeah. kind of, like, grody over time. Yeah. And so it wasn't, like, that old. But then, like, I don't know. I was just got weirded out by all the consumer waste of, like, every single yeah. child. And I was like, whatever. It's a diaper bag. We'll use it for a year or two and then right. we'll be done. But what I didn't really think about was the fact that the, like, fold-out pad that you mm. use, like, the the travel pad. Yeah, the changing pad the, like, thing, The, yeah. you fold out um, was gone. Like, I don't know <laughs> where it is sure. or what happened to it, but it's gone. Yeah. Um, I guess I got rid of it because it was really dirty over time and, like, Oscar was standing up for most diaper yeah. changes at that point or something. So, but I just kept not thinking about it. And so like for the first for the first few weeks yeah. that I had Curtis and I was like changing him out in the world, I kept being surprised anew <laughs> that I did not hey. have a pat. Like I had all the stuff in the bag. <laughs> I just didn't have and so there were like numerous <laughs> public restroom, uh, changing table, ew. diaper changes yeah. that were not protected by the safety of our own special pad. Mm. They were just yuck. Gross. Yuck. I know. Well, you're you're horrible. I know. I finally but, got one. Though your but there child will too be many strong from disease. From all the bacteria. That's right. Yeah. So resistant yeah. Curtis will be. Yes. Ugh, it's awful. I know. Uh, okay, when I went down to Alabama a couple of weeks ago uh, to help with my mom, uh, she, they, I was so smart the day before she went into the hospital to get her ID, her social security card, and her insurance card mm. out of her wallet and have it with us for when we go in. Mm-hmm. And I kept it in my wallet, mm-hmm. and that was great. And then oh, I no. left. No. And it was, I mean, no. as soon as I was on the plane, yeah. I realized I, it was in my wallet. Now, she's not driving anywhere. She's fine. She's, and they don't need it to get out of the hospital or whatever. But I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I was so upset about it. I couldn't believe I'd done everything else but yeah. this. So I go home and I tell uh, Papa, I've got the stuff. I'm giving it to Stefan. He's going to put it in the mail and send it home. 
Send it to you. FedEx. Yeah. We're going to get it to you right away. Like, two days ago, oh, I no. get this email from Papa that's like, hey, uh, where have you sent the yeah. license and all that stuff? We don't need it right away, but have you sent it? We haven't gotten it. And I was like, yeah, I totally gave it to Stefan. So I text Stefan. Stefan, do you have the, did you send it out? Did you send the stuff out? And he was like, no, did you give it to me? And I'm like, I absolutely gave it to you. And I opened up my purse. And there it was, just sitting oh in my, my wallet. God. And I was like, I mean, I oh absolutely am convinced that I gave it to Stefan. Like, this you was like, had, I checked that box mentally off. done it. Checked it off oh my, my list. And, uh, yeah, yeah. So then oh I had to be like, God. nope, it's on me, guys. I still have it. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. That's brutal. It was. It oh felt really bad. Oh, you suck. <laughs> I do suck. Hi, One Bad Mother. This is a fail. I was so excited for book club this month. I haven't been able to go for several months because children. And I was so excited to go this month that I showed up a week early. I, like, rearranged the whole day. I made sure my husband got home early. I fed the kids. I gave them a bath. I, like, left my separation anxiety-riddled 16-month-old screaming after, like, an hour of bedtime that wasn't going well and I was just like screw it I'm leaving this is my one night where I can go and then I show up and no one's there to let me in because it's not till next week (laughs) all right now I gotta go find something deep for dinner since of course I didn't eat with my family because I was going to book club oh my gosh I feel like this is like another milestone (laughs) goodbye that's an adorable fail. Okay, it is. It it's is a fail. So cute. Yeah, you have wound up in the wrong place on the wrong day. Yeah, and there's nothing worse than knowing you're gonna have to do it all again next week, and people might not be as flexible or whatever. Yeah. All that stuff. But score. Yeah. Dinner by yourself. Yeah. Maybe you want that. Yeah, I hope you took that. <laughs> I hope you took that. Yeah. But otherwise, yeah, yeah. That's that's pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> you are the greatest. Mom, I've ever known. I love you, I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. I love you, I love you. One Bad Mother is supported in part by Blue Apron. For less than $10 per person per meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals. You know who doesn't have a lot of time to cook home-cooked meals? Parents. <laughs> and this actually makes it really easy. And I love cooking. And I, the freedom that I get with just having this food show up with my recipe, with all the pre-portioned ingredients, is amazing. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash badmother. That's blueapron.com slash badmother. Teresa. Yes. Let's call a parent. Great. This week, we are talking to Heather McLean, who, among many things, is a New York Times bestselling author and is the founder of Little Laureate, an award-winning educational children's media company. She has just released her first young adult novel called Toward a Secret Sky and is joining us to talk about how tired she is, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) I am just kidding. She actually uh, has a child with Tourette's and is generously coming on to talk to us about it and her experiences uh, as a parent. 
Uh, welcome, Heather. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you for having well, me. Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, before we get into everything, and there's so much, let's start off with who lives in your house. Uh, my husband lives in my house, and my 18-year-old daughter is off at college, so <laughs> I, we have one empty room, which makes me very sad. <laughs> we have a 16-year-old daughter an 11-year-old son, and a Yorkie. And a Yorkie. But is the Yorkie enjoying his new room? <laughs> um, well, <laughs> yeah. <Yes. laughs> oh, my gosh. So you've got one off in college. See, now this is how I derail our shows. Because I'm like, <laughs> college? Yeah. That's a whole show. We should, oh, gone, gone. I, cri- I cried for three weeks. Oh. It was horrible. I know. <laughs> Did you just sit on your other two children then? And they're like, sorry, you guys talk to me. Yes, they were actually kind of offended. They were like, why are you crying? We are still here. I was like, aren't you complimented? I'm going to cry when you leave too. They they did not see it that way. No, they're like, yeah, you're weird, mom. Shut up. (laughs) So I assume all teenagers talk. Uh, All right, well, let's talk a little bit about uh, Tourette's. You. you one of your one of your children. I don't know which one, so I hope you will tell me. Um, uh, it was diagnosed with Tourette's, and I guess I know, like most things, very little about a lot of stuff, and <laughs> and I'm happy to say it. Uh, my sole experience on understanding Tourette's is uh, whatever I've seen portrayed, like on a TV show, right, where somebody's screaming obscenities and everybody's like, oh, and like that's it. Like, literally, that's it. And then one time when I was in Vegas with some friends, uh, we were hanging out in a pool with, like, a slightly older kid who announced he had Tourette's. And, and we like, but that was so long ago, I have no real memory. That was a Vegas trip. That wasn't my takeaway from the Vegas trip. Uh, so given, given your experiences, could you tell us a little bit about uh, Tourette's? And I know that you can't speak for all people uh, who have Tourette's or living with somebody with Tourette's, uh, but given your experience and sort of what you've learned, can you talk to us about that so we all kind of get up on the same page maybe a little? Sure. Well, I didn't know anything about Tourette's either. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> funny how we're not supposed yeah. to know anything. Zero. Until they, right. <laughs> Never met anyone. I the same thing on TV that I saw. I thought it was screaming bad words. The end. Yeah. Um, my son is the one with Tourette's, and he wasn't diagnosed until kindergarten, huh. which he was born with Tourette's, and we noticed right away. <laughs> we just we diagnosed him ourselves as really happy, <laughs> <laughs> and maybe even a little hyper, but he didn't have any of the problems. Um, communicating or looking at us, anything that would make us think autism or something, he would just do this thing, even from the bouncer when he was really little, he would get so excited, his whole body would shimmy. Mm. He would just shimmy, shimmy, shimmy. And as he started to walk, then he would do this little dance. And so we started calling it the happy dance. Yeah. We we did not know that all children didn't do the happy dance. (laughs) We had two daughters, but... We just thought that was his happy dance, and he just all through. <laughs> but that's so, so normal, right? <laughs> like we just thought he was such a happy kid, and really just extra energy is the best way I could describe yeah. it. But again, not like an an um, attention development problem because he could concentrate. He had none of those issues. He just would have these spasms of energy. Yeah. 
And it didn't really come to our attention, really, until he went to kindergarten and was with all the other kids. Yeah. And then we noticed <laughs> that all the kids were bouncing, but our kid was bouncing six inches higher than everybody else. Like, you could see him when you walked in the room. Wow. And then we had an incident <laughs> with, the, with the Yorkie, who was a puppy at the oh. time. And my son accidentally dropped her down the stairs. Oh, no. I know. But she was fine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Pulled right> down. <laughs> but my oldest daughter, who, gosh, she must have been 11 at the time, she freaked yeah. out thinking that the puppy had been killed. Oh, yeah. Very dramatic. Yeah. And so she started screaming at my son, you killed the puppy. You killed the puppy. Oh. And his happy dance turned into a really scary tick. He sort of had this, all of these little energy dances he kept doing. Suddenly he was, he almost looked like he was seizing. Wow. And I've never seen a seizure. I didn't know what it was. So he just got so upset. So we calmed him down. I literally, I took him to Target for an Icy. I don't even know why that's a thing in our house, but it is. I like that for so. you guys going to Target is the calming <laughs> yeah, factor. As opposed to like, that's where our, like, way. most of yeah. our breakdowns take place. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I, I love that. <laughs> that's amazing. I like yeah. that there's another side to Target that I don't know about. <laughs> Yeah, their ICs are great. <laughs> calming you down. Just only go to the food area. Oh, yeah, that's it's on right. the other side of the <laughs> cash register. Well, I also thought because there's so much going yeah. on at Target, it would be a good distraction. Yeah. And he wouldn't be thinking about the possible dead puppy, right. even though the puppy was running around. Like, it was ridiculous. But it was hard for him to, to stop thinking about it. So I took him to Target, and for full two hours, he kept doing this nodding thing with his head, really violently jerking his head. And then he continued. He did, he did it for two solid hours, and then he did it for the next two weeks. Wow. Not solid, but on and off. And so that's when I was like, okay, something is cra- something crazy is going on here. Yeah. Like, he shouldn't still be doing this. And he did it to the point where he was complaining that his neck yeah. hurt. But he was, it was like he looked like a little headbanger. Yeah. <laughs> But you can't do that for two weeks. No. So <laughs> we took him to a neurologist. Um, oh, that's smart thinking, to go there. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah, thinking is, you know, obviously something to do with some connection. And they diagnosed right away. I, I will tell you another funny story. I thought he had that nodding disease. Have you ever There's seen that on the internet? Disease? No. no. Yes. It, it happens to little kids in Africa, and it's because <sighs> they drink water with parasites in it. And if you look them up on the internet, they just nod oh. all day long, and that's what my son was doing. And I had been in Africa in probably parasitic water in the Zambezi River. Oh my gosh! <laughs> right before he, right before I conceived him. So I thought, oh my gosh, I po- I gave my child the African nodding. Disease. I have to say, I just like how sometimes our brains work. We're yeah. like, when something starts to happen, how immediately you can trace it back to like something what, you to did something or that didn't you did do. or didn't yeah. do. Yes. But like. To actually, I have to say, to actually be like, well, I had been in Africa, in the river, and they, like that's... It's plausible. That's plausible. Yeah. That's... Yeah. I 100% was convinced that's that that's what he had, amazing. and it was all my fault, and I... It's just crazy. So the doctor immediately was like, he does not have that. I'm like, no, he does. Look. And he goes, no, no, no. I've been to Africa and treated those kids. Oh, my God. That's when I decided I had the right, right. doctor. That's good. <laughs> That's good. That's crazy. 
Um, so he immediately said Tourette's, and I was like, I don't know what that is. Yeah. He's not screaming curse words. And they explained that Tourette's was a neurological condition, and it was on the same spectrum as autism and ADD. They're sort of opposite ends of that spectrum, and I guess Tourette's would be in the middle. And that Tourette's also has its own spectrum. So that's why you get the range, that there are the people who um, shout curse words. But the biggest the biggest defining um, feature of Tourette's is ticking, yeah. is having the little repetitive motion. And so for him, his repetitive motion has changed. It changes maybe every six months. Whatever he's doing repetitively will change. Um, so, wow, that's, but I mean, that's got to be, that's an interesting thing to suddenly have to get used to in your house, right? Like as, yeah. as a parent, you know, I already like overthink everything that I see. I'm like, like if there's like 12 <laughs> bug bites grouped together, you know, because Katie Bell was rolling around <laughs> the grass, I'm like, where do these come from? What are these? Why do we have these? Or we yeah. have an allergic reaction? You know, like I, my brain, uh, maybe not the healthiest place my brain goes. Yeah, my But <laughs> so I, I would have to imagine that that would be kind of stressful as a parent, even if you're not like expressing that stress to everybody in the house, but to be like, yeah. what's it going to be today? What am I looking for? Are there levels of ticks that I should be more aware of or not aware of? Are they all equal? They're just different? Yes. They, they basically categorized them as the two types of ticks are dangerous and not dangerous. <laughs> Good categories. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and the dangerous ticks are the ones where repetitive motion will hurt yeah. him. So the shake, the nodding of the head was a bad one. And he gave us tips for how to so it's almost like you you don't distract them out of it, but you give them a way to channel that energy mm-hmm. so they're not actually um, doing the same motion. You suggest other other outlets for their um, energy, like rubbing their hands together, yeah, yeah. Um, fidgets, you know, for the classroom. But um, they told us that very first appointment, they said uh, two scary things. One, we could get an MRI for him to see if it was Tourette's, or this tiny possibility of a brain tumor, or right. we could, and I was, I, I didn't know really what to do with that. My mother's a pediatrician, yeah. so yeah. I called her in Florida, and she said, don't do it. Don't get an MRI. He doesn't need that test. If it is Tourette's, there's nothing they are going to do. Right. They right. can't operate on it. There's nothing. And um, he didn't grow to be five years old, and suddenly, you know, he's been doing this energy thing his whole life, and suddenly it's a brain tumor. Right. Like, that's not how it works. So just cross that one off your list. You're fine. Um, and they said if we couldn't get him to stop nodding, that they would have to give him a paralysis shot in his neck oh. to make him stop nodding because he was getting damaged. That is scary. <laughs> yeah, so and you he's did. five, so it's very hard to convince him to stop nodding without drawing attention to it because that makes him nod Right. <laughs> wow, that's yeah. a big challenge. Yes, it was. But we, um, we, we all in the house, my, my daughters helped me as well. We all started rubbing our hands together as if we were like trying, you know, really cold in front of a fire. Mm-hmm. And we would all do it so he'd feel comfortable doing it. And we'd say, you know, you're dissipating your energy this way. So he did stop nodding in time. He never needed to get the shot. And from then on, none of his ticks have been dangerous, you know, repetitive motion dangerous. Yeah. But um, he did add verbal tics, and they, those come and go, but they're pretty subtle. They're mostly grunts. Mm. Yeah, no, <laughs> Which, yeah, actually, you're right. If I've you heard have about a that son, too. Yeah, the, they grunt anyway. Yeah, <laughs> right. 
Right. Doesn't stand out too much. Yes. <laughs> well, so, you know, how did, I guess, you know, we talk on the show a lot about how, like, you know what, you never know. Everybody's bar is set to wherever it is in their house with whatever they got in terms of kids, right? Like, you know, everybody finds some things more difficult than other people. You know, two people can be having the same problem, and one of them thinks it's the most stressful thing, and the other one's like, oh, I got this, right? Like, yeah, everybody <laughs> has kind of their own personal health that they're dealing with, and no one wins, right? And, like, <laughs> yeah. who's got it harder? Uh, but that said... We all have to come up with, like, how we sort of deal with that, the guilt that comes with that, the stress that comes with that. Like, I would feel you've got how, – how did you handle it? I mean, because you are really busy. You do a lot of stuff. <laughs> and I know that, like, as people who do a lot of stuff, you're like, ah, it's normal. But maybe – but it's a lot. And, and so three kids – and all the work, and then this, uh, you know, this diagnosis. And I'm also a big believer in, hey, once you know what the diagnosis is, then we can all adjust, right? Like, we're not, it's not a mystery yeah. anymore. Um, how did you, how did you do? Like, I feel like if you tell me how you did, then I'll be able to, like, take that <laughs> somehow and apply that to whatever I feel like I'm wrestling with right now. Uh, um, well, I'm probably going to disappoint you then because I <laughs> cried a lot. <laughs> no, that's so helpful to hear. I'd much rather people say, like, no, I cry all the time. And then I can be like, oh, good, but I'm normal. So that's totally normal. Yeah, I enjoyed not having the diagnosis more than oh. having the diagnosis because it was just this totally innocent happy dance. Yeah. And all of a sudden we had this giant word that was going to follow him forever. Mm. And... um yeah, I didn't, I, the f the first thing was, I did have mom guilt, but more than anything, I just was like weeping for his future middle school year. Yeah. yeah. I just, yeah. and then of course that, uh, we started hearing from friends and, and family, oh yeah, I knew a kid in eighth grade who had Tourette's and oh, did you see the kid in 11th grade at that school? He has Tourette's and he, his whole body shakes when he talks, but he's really cool. Yeah. Like, yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like, <laughs> My kid's going to be the uncool one. What are you talking about? Right. Which, again, is a pretty normal fear for all of our children. Oh, we raised a nerd. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. she's, she's not going to do well. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, like, yeah. the, on top of that, yeah. you have this added thing that has a stigma of not being cool. You know, of being this mystery. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. Um, and he, he doesn't even do all the swears because that'd be cool, right? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> No, he doesn't at all. That's <laughs> <laughs> probably a good thing. Um, so, like, yeah, so how did you – I mean, you probably haven't gotten through with all of it. I mean, he's yeah, 11. I think, it's, yeah, I think um, – because my daughters would be like, it's fine, Mom. Stop crying. He's going to be fine. And I'm like, no, he's not. <laughs> Never in front of him, of course. Of course. But um, I think what's helped us all get through it is he, as he's gotten older – he completely embraced it, mm -hmm. and he owns it. And I'm really thankful for that reason that we did get him diagnosed so early. Um, it, it's, I guess, really common to get diagnosed between, like, three and five years old because otherwise, you know, babies are squirmy and who knows. Yeah. Um, but, and it's still a little early for the verbalization. Like, he couldn't tell us what was going on. Now he'll tell you that he gets this buildup of energy and he feels like he's going to blow up if he doesn't let it out in these physical ways. Right. But he has just dealt with it so well and his 
school has dealt with it so well. Um, I went in and met with this principal right away because I wanted I wanted to be the one presenting the diagnosis, not them tell me, right. hey, this is what your kid has. And they didn't put him on an IEP because he didn't need one. Yeah. But I did make some – because he's perfectly great in school as far as grades and everything. Yeah. He didn't need a special teacher. He was very good about keeping his hands to himself. That's good. So that was yeah. not an issue. He just has this extra energy. And then every once in a while, he'll get overwhelmed in a really um, – you would think because he's so energetic, when other kids are energetic, it would be his happy time, and it's the opposite. Uh, too much. It's like... So, yeah, like, a field day. I went to his first field day, and all the kids were screaming and chanting, and he was standing looking like uh, uh, he had PTSD. Yeah. Like, he just couldn't even handle the stimulus, yeah. basically. Yeah. So... So working with his teachers, and I really had to do a lot of educating of them because yeah. they never had a Tourette's student, and I brought them lots of information and explained some things they could do if he was if he was ticking. They one of the things they do with the kids is they send him on a fake errand oh. to the school. Mm. <laughs> That's actually pretty smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they'll say, "Hey, can you take all of these papers to the office for me?" And the kid walks it off yeah. without drawing attention to it. That's good. So, yeah, that was really that's really good. We we also were we talked to him about it at first. We didn't call it Tourette's until we probably only gave him that word uh, two years ago in third grade. Mm. But before that, we just told him, you have extra energy. If anyone asks, tell him you have extra energy and you were born that way. Yeah. yeah. And he does. And he still, he'll come and tell us, well, you know, this kid said, why are you a spaz? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> get all spaz still word. Still using yeah. the word spaz. Yeah. Using the word spaz. Huh? Yeah. Good to know. It's not a new word. Yeah. Spaz. <laughs> Yeah, and so he would just say when he was in second grade, oh, I have extra energy, and the kids would go, oh, okay. Well, then by the time he got to fourth grade, they would say, why do you spaz? And he'd say, I have extra energy, and this one kid said, I have extra energy, too, but I'm not a spaz. (laughs) Thanks a lot, kid. Thanks, kid. Good fact. Really nice. (laughs) Yeah. Really helpful. So when he came on with that, we said, okay, well, we'll give you a better word (laughs) than extra energy. You have a thing called Tourette's, and we watched some videos online of kids with Tourette's, and um, he he was really great about embracing it, and he'll just tell you right right to your face, like, oh, yeah, I have Tourette's. I was born with it. But I did notice not too long ago, um, he was doing, he's in Sunday school, and he was doing a little project for Sunday school about gifts mm-hmm. and what are your spiritual gifts. And he wrote a little essay about how Tourette's was his gift from God. Aww. And I was like, nice. what? And he said, it is his gift from God because it gives him extra energy that he needs to tell everybody about how wonderful God is. Wow. wow. I was like, okay, I, I don't know where you're from. <laughs> not from me. You know, but here's the thing. This is what's so, I don't know, good job, is that you've given him words to use, right? Mm-hmm. You've given him language. Even before you gave him, you know, the word Tourette's, you were giving him tools and language uh, to, I mean, I, I feel like, there's another, there's a kind of two instincts when something's going on with your kid. Keep it from your kid or tell your kid. Yeah. And, and both are completely reasonable and understandable why we choose to do one or the other. But yeah. I have to say, in this particular situation, giving 
giving your child the work. I mean, he clearly has connected with the extra energy thing. It's something he can understand even when he was very little and is easy to explain. It's not long. It's not complicated. Other kids understand it. You know, like it's not. Yeah. And, and then to be able to introduce the right, to, to introduce additional words later, I think is remarkable. I, I, that's remarkable. Very good job. And also, I just, and I just want to add yeah. on to that, that it's, I think one of the reasons people shy away from talking about things openly with our kids is that sometimes it's, it's if it's scary for us, it's yeah. really hard to like not betray yeah. that when you're talking about it with your kids and you don't want to freak them out. Right. But it seems like yeah. he has intuited that like, this is not a negative thing. This is like something that about him that makes right. him special and like you love him. And yeah. you know, all the, like it's, it doesn't have to be a negative scary thing and like it seems like you really passed along a lot of uh, a good tone for this yeah so well i was faking it yeah well it doesn't <laughs> matter it doesn't yeah. matter how it totally happened. doesn't yeah. matter Who yeah. cares? i feel like 90 percent of parenting is fake yeah. yeah like i wanted to cry and be like oh you have this horrible thing <laughs> yeah. but i acted like hey i didn't i remembered that we were at the dinner table when we first gave him the word tourette's and i thought i was sick to my stomach i thought i don't want him to know this word yeah. but Faked it. Good <laughs> yeah, job. Good. Acted like it was a great word. But I mean, but that is a hundred percent true. It is yeah. you. You just go with it, yeah. and you hope it's the right thing at the right yeah. time. And it, it, yeah, it doesn't matter if you were making it up the whole time. The result was pretty good. So good job. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of making things up, you wrote a book. <laughs> I want to wrap up. I I appreciate that you have shared with us your experiences, but I also want uh, to talk about uh, some stuff that you're doing personally. And that is uh, the, the, you've just written your first young adult novel uh, and it's called Toward a Secret Sky. Tell us a little bit about it. Am I wrong that it's, it's kind of like a sort of young adult romancy sort of apocalyptic. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's an adventure quest. So I would say what I was trying to go for was I love Dan Brown books. Um, As an adult, I love the going and looking at real life paintings and architecture and, you know, Indiana Jones. Oh, Oh, that was my favorite thing growing up. And I feel like the, you know, none of my kids have been in that generation. They all missed Indiana Jones. They are too little for Dan Brown. And so when you go from middle school with Harry Potter and Percy Jackson, you have all of these great options. And then you get dumped in YA. And I felt like adventure kind of leaves the building. Mm. You kind of get stuck with real life uh, bulimia. My mom's an alcoholic. And, <laughs> you know, teen it's stuff. It's hard enough to be a teen. <laughs> right. <laughs> So, uh, yes, I wanted to do, but of course, you know, everybody was like, you have to have romance. Teens have to have romance. So (laughs) it's a combination of an adventure quest with a little romance in there. But younger, I really wanted it to be for the younger teen who was graduated from Harry Potter, but wasn't quite ready for the full. For for Judy Bloom, 16 or something, right? Like, right. Oh, the stuff that's out there now is way I know, different I know. That. It's gonna, That's going to make that feel like a Sesame Street book at this point in time. Exactly. Oh. I call it I call it Fifty Shades of Fairy. Yeah. Wow. You know what's going on, but yeah, there's quite a few. Oh, damn. damn. I, gotta start, I guess I should start checking the books yep. that I'm bringing home yep. that have the word fairy yeah, uh, on them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so this comes out. When does this come out? Is it out? It's out. It did yeah. come out a couple weeks ago. Yes. Yeah. Well, how does it feel to have gotten that out of you? 
You know, like, was it... Oh, amazing. But now the sequel must be born. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, oops. Look what you did. You have to commit yeah. to more. Um, well, that must be... Did you find that it was, like, easier now that your kids are a little older? It was because it was the first book I've written, and this is my 14th book, yeah. but it's the first that they could read. Oh. So that was really exciting because cool. I'd never written fiction. And so I write books on neuroscience and obesity <laughs> and real housewives, and here's a book they could actually read. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome. We're going to uh, link everybody up to where they can get that book, uh, as well as, you know, your Twitter and, and just how the, they can find out more about you. But I really want to say thank you for coming on and talking about this with us. This is you know, surprise, there's a million things that are unknown about what's going on in people's houses. And and I really, I think what really resonated with me was you were like, we, up until he was five, this was just his thing. Like, why would we think this wasn't a normal thing? And I feel like we do that all the time. Like, oh, this is just our thing that we do in our house. And I, yeah. to me, that really resonated in like, oh, when your instinct kicks in and says, hey, this may not be a normal thing, uh, that it's okay to take action on that and it's okay to do stuff. And, and I just, I really appreciate you coming on and sharing that with us. No problem. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Again, we'll link everybody up uh, to Toward a Secret Sky. Thank you so much. Great. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Judge John Hodgman ruled in my favor. Judge John Hodgman ruled in my friend's favor. Judge John Hodgman ruled in my favor. I'm Judge John Hodgman. You're hearing the voices of real litigants, real people who have submitted disputes to my internet court at the Judge John Hodgman podcast. I hear their cases, I ask them questions, they're good ones, and then I tell them who's right and who's wrong. Thanks to Judge John Hodgman's ruling, my dad has been forced to retire one of the worst dad jokes of all time. Instead of cutting his own hair with a flobie, my husband has his hair cut professionally. I have to join a community theater group. And my wife has stopped bringing home wild animals. It's the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Find it every Wednesday at MaximumFun.org or wherever you download podcasts. Thanks, Judge John Hodgman. I'm Allegra Ringo. And I'm Renee Colbert. And we host a podcast called Can I Pet Your Dog? Renee, can I tell you about a dog I met this week? Uh, I wish that you would. In turn, though, can I tell you about a dog hero? May I tell you about a dog breed in a segment I like to call Mutt Minute? <laughs> I would love that. Could we maybe talk about some dog tech? Could we have some cool guests on, like Lin-Manuel Miranda, Nicole Byer, and Ann Wheaton? I mean... Yeah, absolutely. I'm in. You're on board. What do you say we uh, we do all of this and put it into a podcast? Yeah, okay. You think? <laughs> all right. Uh, should we call it like I don't know? Can I pet your dog? Sure. All right. Uh, what do you What do you say we put it on every Tuesday on Maximum Fun or on iTunes? Sounds What's good to me. <laughs> Meeting's over. My gosh, talk yeah. about attitude adjustments. I know. She just had like the best. Yeah. Attitude, but that doesn't. I, but mean the that, best real attitude, yeah, real, like I mean. it was like, real. Like yeah. she's like, I cried a lot. <laughs> like, yeah, no, exactly. Like yeah. I, I'm so happy. Sometimes you hear 
happy voices. Mm-hmm. And we're just like, we're on, we're on the phone with people. Mm-hmm. You hear happy voices. Yes. You see their photos. Yes. They look very together. Yes. Uh, and it's very easy to be like. They've written many books. They've written many books. <laughs> and you'd be like, they've got this. Right. Even with something as uh, complicated as a child being diagnosed with something. Yeah. They've got this. Yep. And it's not stressful. Right. Uh, and it's nice to hear that it is. Yeah. And it's nice to hear that that doesn't necessarily take away from who they are, which right. is a nice picture and 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 a happy voice and all those things and like i think i needed to hear her come on and she could have probably come on and talked about anything and i would have that would have probably helped me a great deal as i try and adjust my attitude in general uh and i just really commend her and her husband and her whole family it sounds like uh for really I don't know, making some good choices with how they were handling, uh, how they've been handling all this. Definitely. It was really sweet to hear about, like, the older sisters yeah. being supportive. and Yeah, rubbing the hands yeah, and stuff. Yeah, so cool. It's really nice. Yeah. Good job, good Heather. Job, good job, family. Yeah. You know who else is doing a good job? Who? Hey, mom having a breakdown. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Hi, guys. This is a rant. Um, my name's Michaela. I have a 10-month-old boy, and... Um, it's hard to even say out loud because this literally just happened, but we're in the middle of selling our house and we had an inspector come by last week and he never plugged back in our chest freezer and I just lost my entire, my entire breast milk stash and I've, I've just been working so hard on keeping it up and it's so much work and even explaining to people why it's so devastating and nobody really understands it unless they nurse themselves. And I'm just so sad because we got so close to a year and I've been doing so well and I even donated a lot of milk and my production just hasn't been great, but I hadn't even worried about it because I had this big safe stash and I only had two months left and now it's just all gone. And I don't even, I don't even know what to do. And I just, I just needed to tell somebody that I feel like would get it. So thank you. (laughs) I don't even like have words for this. I know. It's unreal. It is unreal. There's two things about this that I, that I found important that she was able to verbalize. Yeah. Uh, One was just how devastating this was for her. Yeah. Right. This is a real loss. You have worked really hard to do this. It is not easy. It is not fun because pumping breast milk is not the most fun activity Nobody in the world. thinks that is fun. No one's I like, not I just love hooking up a supernatural marathon fun. and just pumping for hours, right? No. Like that's not how that works. No. That's not how it works. No. And to have worked that hard, I can remember like I, when I was going back to work with Katie Bell, I had pumped. Mm-hmm. I didn't even do that with Ellis because I had pumped and I had stored it. And some of it, like, I opened it up and it just smelled awful. And I was mm-hmm. like, that went bad. And then forever I was, like, stressing about stressing it. About it. Like, yeah. whatever I've saved is a mess. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. I, I'm saving it yeah. and it will be bad before I can even, right? Yeah. Like, there's so much stress related yes. around this activity yes. of doing this. Yes. And to have stored that much and then to have it lost is remarkable. And two... Being able to say, this is the kind of thing when you tell somebody, yeah. no one seems to really get the significance of it. Right. You are right. It's so true. Th- who do you tell? Yeah. Who do you tell this to besides your partner or yeah. maybe your family? Yeah. It's like, it's the it's a loss. It's a loss. It is a true loss. Yes. I am so sorry. Yeah, me too. That this happened. Yes. And you're doing a really remarkable job 
especially not just going out on a spree with a bat at all objects that are around you. Seriously. (laughs) I mean, seriously. Yeah. You are doing remarkable. You're doing remarkable. Yeah, you are. Yeah. You're great. You are great. Teresa, what did we learn today? We learned that children may not care that you're talking. And they're going to show you in awkward and uncomfortable ways. So that's good. Uh, We've also learned that maybe it's a long game when it comes to teaching our kids about interrupting. Yeah. Right? I mean, like, no one wants the seven-year-old grabbing your family. Clearly, you got to step in. Clearly, you have to step in and say, don't grab my face. We're not saying. It doesn't feel good when you do that to my face. Right. We're not saying (laughs) don't talk to your kids about interrupting and try and get them to stop being physical with you about it or whatever. But long game, that's going to pay off. Yeah. Right? They just may not be old enough to understand it yet, despite how frustrating that is, (laughs) and how much you want them to fucking understand. (laughs) Uh, We also learned the horrible lesson that we might have to be better at how we teach our children about things like this. Yes. (laughs) I don't want to do that. It's so much work to be nice all the time. I mean, it it really is. It really is. That's just a thing. Everybody... You're doing a remarkable job. Yeah, you are. You really are. What we learned is there's a lot of things that we're doing that require a lot of energy and effort. So, <laughs> a lot of things are challenging. <laughs> and yet here we are. You're getting up and you're doing them day after day. Day after day. So, you're doing amazing. Yeah, you guys are great. You're actually you're all pretty cool is what you are. You are yeah, you're you very are cool. really cool. You're very cool. You should know that. Yeah. Teresa? Yes. You're doing a great job. Thanks, Miz. So are you. Thank you. We will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. We'd like to thank Max Fun, Lindsay Pavlis, our engineer, our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. Do you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show? Then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. Well, Daddy, baby, buzzing by, I thrown down Mama Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.